Hello, this is Jared Brook with the first episode of the 2TM and 92.9 Local Government Elections Podcast. Myself and Tim Coates interviewed each of the candidates for the upcoming local government election. We must declare interest that Tim Coates' wife, Judy Coates, is running as a candidate. A couple of rules we put in place to keep this as fair as possible. All the candidates were given in advance of the interview taking place all the same five questions to answer. They all had a maximum of 10 minutes talk time to answer them however they wish to. I was the timekeeper and I'd let the candidates know how they were running for time so they could best utilize the time given to them. However, aside from this, Tim and myself did not interject with any further questions within their answers. The candidates will appear in order that they appear on the ballot paper. Episode 1 and 2 you can listen to now to hear the first 10 candidates. With the explanation on how this podcast works and any interest declared, let's begin the third episode of the 2TM and 92.9 Local Government Elections Podcast. We reached out to Stephen Marr to be part of this podcast. However, he declined the opportunity. Here is our interview with Christopher Buckman. Joining us live on the line now, Chris Buckman, how are you? Good, thanks, Tim. How are you? Look sensational, Chris. Um, who are you and what skills do you bring to the table? Yeah, Tim, look, I, I'm, um, I've been in Tamworth for about uh, eight or nine years now. Um, I uh, originally served on Narrabosh Shire Council, so I've got a little bit of background in, in council um, uh, in, in representing communities, but my background really is in disability supports, and, um, and we run a small business in town that, uh, that supports a range of people um, across all of the, the NDIS spectrum, I suppose. Um, but I guess my passion and the reason I'm here is really to try and get some representation, um, some true representation across a, a wide range of, um, of community members and, uh, and really to make sure that, you know, council uh, has some sort of transparency in the way they deal with people and, and to uh, help with a bit better engagement, I think. Uh, one of the key things that, that popped into to my head and, you know, people have... Um, mentioned it along the way is that we uh, struggle for a bit of that sort of clear transparent communication across a broad spectrum and and i think you know i can bring some of that with you know the community work that i've done over the last 20 25 years chris why are you running in this election so i, I guess some of that comes from the first question same sort of thing but um, there's a couple of really key issues for me, um, and and the main one is really to deliver some transparency in in the system. So to make sure that people all get a voice, doesn't matter where you come from, what sort of uh, background or, or what sort of skill set you drag along. I mean, I think people deserve to have the right to to uh, to make a statement. And one of the key things that I always said was, you can um, you have the right to win if you're prepared to stand up and make a difference. And uh, whether we win or not. Um, we're, we're here to um, here to sort of stand up and, and be counted. Well, so what is the one thing you hope to change or promote if you're elected? Uh, well, there's a number of things, but probably the absolute key thing is that um, delivery of transparency back in the system. So, you know, we uh, see over the last few years, particularly the the party-based system in you know in different levels of politics. Uh, convolutes things and sometimes things don't get done and people see all sorts of um, all sorts of issues around that 
Um, I, I'm very strong on the fact, although I've been a member of a political party in, in, at other times, I'm very strong on the fact that um, local government should be party politic free and that that um, gives everybody that opportunity to sort of have their say and, and have that transparent view of this is what the council's here to serve the people, what do, does our community need and how do we make that happen for everybody so that, you know, when the place grows, there's um, there's some clear lines. People can see that it's it's um, we're fair income about it and we're delivering something that's, that's fair and equitable for everyone. We've got about seven minutes left. As a region, what three things does a local government area need to complete its offerings to ratepayers and residents? Oh, look, I think, um, you know, there's, there's, uh, again, certainly more than three, but the three key ones to me, the first one's water infrastructure. And it's really about, you know, if we want to grow this place to 100,000 plus people, then you need to have access to water. But you also need to have access to it in the sense that it's, it's cost-effective uh, and that the delivery of that is of good value across all of the ratepayers. So including, you know, irrigators and and, uh, and all of our local residents. So, you know, it's not just a city-based thing. It's right across the whole shire. Um, you know, for me, one of those concepts is around doing something better than just throwing money at a dam, uh, but making sure that uh, whatever we deliver is cost-effective for everyone. The second thing that I, I think is really important for us is, is an education piece. So I know there's a bit floating around around universities and all of those things, but the university is a key, key element, I think, for us to, to drive uh, education and uh, to have our young people stay in the, in, the, in the town. So as the city grows, you want to keep highly skilled and good quality people, along with everybody else, to all contribute to that. And probably the third thing that, um, that really stuck with me is a, and it's a particular passion of mine um, was our healthcare system. You know, which people say you know it's a state-based issue, but I think council certainly has um, has a, an influence on what we can deliver there around healthcare, particularly in mental health and so young persons' mental health type stuff. Um, and I guess some of that sort of stems back from you know my background in disability care, but also that sort of lack of I think rehabilitation for people with you know, drug-related issues that then sometimes cause that mental health. So those three things are really important to me, and I think they drive uh, a really um, strong, healthy community. All right, we've got to question five with five minutes to go, so take your time with it if you so desire. Have you experience in working with teams to achieve set outcomes such as community strategic plans? Yeah, look, I think, um, you know, my background over all of those years of sort of disability work you work with a range of people to to deliver different services but then i i spent the four years with uh, narrabri shire council uh, between sort of 2008 2012 um, and that sort of gave me a real taste for you know what where the high level sort of uh, thought processes are around how do you how do you actually put that plan together how do we make sure that you get people on side and to come along for the ride um, and, you know, my key business at the moment around disability care was sort of also about delivering um, that strategic sort of support for people to go, you know, what, what do you need and how do we deliver it for you? Um, I did a lot of consulting when I first started around the NDIS because people didn't know how it worked. Um, and so it was that sort of capacity to understand it and then translate it for people in simple terms. Um, in a sensible way to go, this is how we actually get you the result we're looking for. And if I relate that back to council, 
I would say that um, what I know is individuals winning seats doesn't change the thing. Um, individuals who win seats and then work together to drive that sort of clear direction with without um, selling your soul, because that's really important to me, that you, you don't need to sell out stuff to get jobs done, but you need to be able to work with people to deliver real outcomes that, you know, you can say, well, we need this done and this is how we get it, but you've got to bring people along for the ride. And, and I feel like I've got the capacity to, um, to, to work through that stuff with, with anybody. It doesn't worry me whether it's, uh, you know, we've got to do it at the state level or the federal level or, or in, in the local council or just with, um, with everybody else. I mean, we need to bring people along for the ride to get that done. Chris, um, thank you so much for taking the time to ask you. I think it's new, nearly a world record of seven minutes, but yeah. <laughs> um, good luck on the journey. Thanks for offering to serve. This is the 2TM and 92.9 Local Government Elections Podcast, and here is our interview with Brooke Southwell. Okay, well, joining us live on the phone this morning, Brooke Southwell. How are you, Brooke? I'm well, thank you. Uh, offered How are to be, you? Yeah, look sensational. Offer to be a candidate in the upcoming elections. So we've got the five questions. You've had them before. Um, I'll ask the one, three, and five. Jared will ask two and four. And the time will start at the end of me asking the first question. Good to go? Yeah. Brooke, who are you and what skills do you bring to the table? Yeah, great. Great question. So um, my name is Brooke Southwell. I was previously, um, before I was married, was Brooke Spoke. So... Um, I actually have been born in Tamworth and lived in Bendemeer for the first part of my life. And then I went to Hillview Primary School and was school captain there. Um, I moved away uh, for high school, university and came back. My first uh, job actually out of uni first was at Gosford City Council and then I, I got a bit of casual work there and then I came my first full-time job was um, Community Planning and Development Officer for Tamworth Regional Council. So I was there for just under five years and got a real sense of local government and, and things like that. And that's where my love of local government probably started. Um, but in general, I guess what skills I bring to the table, um, I've got, um, yeah, a social science degree in recreation and tourism. I've got an MBA in marketing and HR. Um, I've got a community planning and development short course at UTS. So I've got a fair bit of educational background there. Um, but having worked in three local government areas and a joint organisation, I guess the skills I bring to the table is it just a passion for local government and a really thorough understanding of community engagement. Um, and that's what I really um, want to bring to the table is, I guess, my communications background and my love of, you know, tourism, um, community engagement and community relations. Hey, Brooke, why are you running in this election? Okay, so the reason why I'm running in this election to be, you know, I guess my, my main reason, there's quite a few reasons, but one of the main reasons is I feel that younger people are not actually represented on council. The youngest councillor that we have currently elected is age 50, and I think the average age is something around 58. So I don't feel like, uh, there's a, I think there's a big section of our community which is not represented at all. Um, so I hope to represent people, I guess, between 18 and and 45 to 50. Um, and I guess as well, the other big reason is I want to be an advocate for families. I've got three daughters. Um, often my group of friends, you know, have been sitting around having a cup of tea and catching up. And a lot of them have said, oh, I just don't feel like 
you know, all of the councillors are representative of our community. So I actually agree with that. But instead of sitting on my hands, I'm the kind of person that says, right, well, what am I going? What should we do about that? I'm going to put my hand up and have a go. So um, that's the reason why I'm running. I also have having three girls. I tell them, have a go, try your best, you know, try something new. So I guess I'm taking a bit of my own advice and if that will motivate them later in life to have a go and try something and put your hand up, um, then that's really, really good. Um, on top of that, you know, there's there's a few other reasons. I guess I've uh, run a couple of businesses in my time, so I've got a passion for business. Um, having a tourism background, I've got a passion for that. I hope to grow um, tourism in the region outside of the Country Music Festival. Obviously, the festival is great. It's fantastic. It brings millions of dollars into our region every year. But there's some great opportunities to actually boost tourism outside of this event as well. Um, and look, a lot of people are telling me, you know, I'm out in the community at the moment campaigning and people are telling me things every day that they'd like. You know, I went out to Nundle the other day. There's a lot of potholes, a bit of a safety issue. That's something all the, a lot, pretty much everyone that, that I met out there said, please, can you work towards, you know, fixing that up for us? And that was a common theme. So you can't actually help everyone. Um, but what I'm trying to do is identify common themes that come about when I'm talking to people out there. And... Um, and, yeah, so I guess why I'm running is, is really to represent the community, um, that younger age group, and also to be an advocate for family. All right, we've just about hit that four-minute mark just as a time reminder. What is the Thank one you. thing you hope to change or promote if elected? Yeah, so I guess um, there's a number of things. I can't really pinpoint one, but as an advocate for families, I'd like to make sure that, you know, as I mentioned before, that 18 to kind of, 50-year-old and even younger is really um, understood and some of their views and and feelings for the region are understood. So I'd like to make sure that we are undertaking positive and thorough community engagement and asking the community what is it that they want for our region as well. Um, So that's one thing I'd like to do. Um, You know, there's a lot of of people in that kind of um, teenage to to 20-year-olds are saying, look, there's not a lot for us to do here. You know, it'd be great to have outdoor cinema nights or, you know, some outdoor food and beverage things and some acoustic music and things for us to do. So I'd like to make sure that whatever is happening um, in terms of events and activities, that it is communicated well and people understand what's actually going on so that they can go and attend if need be. So that's one of the things. Um, But as I mentioned before, I'd like to support business. I'd like to be an advocate for families. And um, and basically listen to the needs and wants of the community. As a region, what three things does the local government area need to complete its offerings to ratepayers and residents? Okay, so this is a very good question. Um, the three things, yeah, I don't know if you can really bottle it. You know, bring it down to three things. I think um, a region really needs to do a lot of things to complete its offering to ratepayers. They need to listen to what ratepayers want um, in the community, so finding out their needs and things like that. There's obviously a lot of things that local government areas do, and that's a huge um, a huge piece of communication that could probably be communicated better to residents. Obviously, the roads, rates and rubbish is something that a lot of people think of, but there's a lot that the local government does outside of that. Um, and, you know... A lot of people think, oh, you know, um, there's a huge amount of money there to do all these great things, but 
in actual fact, a lot of the budget is taken up each year on general maintenance and things of things we're already doing, you know, running ALEC and running sports facilities and, and all of the things that we've already got, um, maintaining our roads. We've got a huge amount of roads, you know, with a very large region. So there's a lot, um, a lot of the funding already goes into things. So um, to do new things, it can be difficult. But look, I think when we are creating new projects and activities, it's important to basically listen to what people want. Um, find out, get out there in the community and, and listen, you know, to what's going on. Um, so I guess, yeah, that's probably my main thing is really to find out through my community engagement and stakeholder engagement experience, really try and um, hone in on that from a, um operational perspective um, to encourage, the, you know, the general manager and his team to, to make sure that they're doing that well. Okay. So have you experienced in working with teams to achieve set outcomes such as the community strategic plan? Yeah, another great question. Well, in my, um, I was recently in a, in a role as an account director for a marketing agency, but before that I was the executive officer for the New England Joint Organisation of Seven Councils. So in this role I had to actually report to seven mayors in the region and I worked with seven general managers to achieve the New England strategic plan. So yes, I definitely have had experience working with teams. I've, I've got experience outside of this, but this is a great example of when I've worked with a team of people, all with different needs, views, strong views about making sure that, you know, their particular LGA um, achieved great, you know, had great benefits as being part of the joint organisation of councils. But it was a great way to work as a team to achieve benefits as a region um, you know, one of the things we did was a regional road strategy, which was fantastic. And what we could then do, once that road strategy was developed, we could then advocate to the Minister for Roads to say, look, look at all this work we've done. These roads are really important, you know, and things like that. Let's get some more funding to fix them up. So, and all of that boosted economic development and things like that. We also did some great tourism projects. Um, and, you know, we didn't, a lot of the board did not always agree, that's for sure. And from my understanding on a council, that's also very similar. You're not always going to agree. Um, but the main thing is that you work as a team. Obviously, you need, you know, four or five people to get anything across the line because um, you need at least half the councillors to agree on things. So, um, look, I look forward to working with the team if I'm lucky enough to be elected as a, a councillor here. And, and, yeah, look forward to hopefully working with the other um, councillors to achieve great things for the Tamworth Regional Council area. Fantastic. Got 30 seconds left. Brooke, thank you for taking the time to talk to us today and um, good luck. Thanks very much, Tim. Yeah, thanks for your time, JC. And, yeah, looking forward to catching up with you soon. This is the 2TM and 92.9 Local Government Elections podcast and here is our interview with Mark Sutherland. So joining us live on the line now, Mark Sutherland. How are you, Mark? Yeah, well, Tim, how are you? Looks sensational, mate. Question one, here we go. You've got 10 minutes in total. Jared's the timekeeper. Who are you and what skills do you bring to the table? Yeah, great question. Um, my name's Mark Sutherland. I'm a proud Gomery man. Um, I've been born and raised in Tamworth. I uh, went through school to Tamworth, studied university in Newcastle and, and in Armidale. Moved away for a bit um, to pursue careers and then training opportunities, but always drawn back to Tamworth and, and, and my commitment and... Um, passion for local governments kind of come through at a, at a young age. 
you know, when I was uh, finishing high school in 2005, I was I was um, awarded Young Citizen of the Year for Timmouth Regional Council. And that kind of was the first step in the direction um, around advocacy for, for local government. I guess in that role, I, I travelled around to some different towns and cities representing Timworth Regional Council. You know, one of the places was down in Tasmania. Um, having conversations around the, the power of local government and the responsibility that local government can play in supporting the lives of people um, well across our region. And, and so for me, that passion and commitment has kind of carried through all of my work. I've, I've spent the majority of my time supporting and working with young people. So I'm um, also the, the manager um, and the director of the Gomery Cultural Academy, which is a small business that myself and my, my best friends, we start up called the Gomery Dance Company. So we run a small business and, and that's been in operation about 15 years, mainly um, using culture um, as the platform and, and using the, the business as a model to continue and maintain cultural practices. So, but, you know, in... In, to break it down, you know, like um, my f- passion around that has been around young people supporting young people, and, and that passion t- has taken me around the country. Um, I down in Newcastle, I was running a, a national youth leadership program, which which was which was a massive eye opener for me. But as much as I was working with young people across the country in, in amazing spaces, I I couldn't help but feel that connection back home. And so, lo and behold. Two or three years later, I'm back in Tamworth running my own leadership program, supporting young people across our region. So I guess my skills in that space has been working with people and, and sitting on boards and, and you know, in that kind of space, the strategic direction and planning in, in, a, in a lot of different places. I'm currently the, the chairperson of Birali, which is an Aboriginal preschool in, in Tamworth here, doing some amazing things. I think we're nominated for our third uh, business award this year in excellence, so hopefully... No, good luck to the team there, and and sat in um, state government and, and and federal advisory boards and bodies. So, I feel that the skills that I have is is really unique, but also being able to to maintain my own in those kind of conversations. I think I have some level of experience. Uh, Mark, why are you running in this election? Well, yeah, thanks, Grant Christie again, Jared. I'm running because I feel like I can add value to the way that decisions are made to better represent people across our region. Now, if I didn't feel that I could add value in this space, then you know I wouldn't be investing so much time and effort and commitment into it. I I see the the responsibility, but also the, the the ability that local governments have in in supporting community and caring for country, and those two things I'm really passionate about. And so why I'm running is to hopefully create some positive change and and add some new perspective, some some new life and. Um, some diversity in those decision-making spaces that um, historically haven't been as inclusive, especially when you look at young people. You know, if elected, I will be the youngest um, councillor for Timworth Regional Council, and I think that, you know, bringing... I'm 33 at, at the moment, so, you know, I think my age, you know, my, my, my culture, my, my unique experience, I think that I can, I can add some value in the way that decisions are made. Okay, so what is the one thing you hope to change or promote if you are elected? Um, if, if I would change or promote, I would my focus on youth, continuing focusing on youth. Um, I've been a part of the youth space and youth advocacy as a young person going through that space, um, advocating in you know, youth councils and all that kind of space now where 
four years ago, I was the coordinator of the Tamworth Regional Council, and so I, I've really good experience in that space, and I can see the benefit of having a well-written youth strategic plan. You know, when I was younger, I was one of the champions for these plans, and, and, and that plan highlighted at that time that young people wanted, you know, a new youth centre and a new skate park. And so with a well-written plan that was driven by the voice of young people, that plan laid the foundation to be able to secure, you know, just over $13 million of federal funding to make those dreams a reality. For the last five years, Tamworth Regional Council has not had a, a youth strategic plan. You know, with 14,000 young people in that youth bracket across the region, council haven't committed to any strategic direction or engagement or to make sure that young people have a voice and that that's committed to. And so I know the council have recently had a youth council um, elected in roles, which is a great step forward. But I think it really does need some meat behind it to say not only will young people have a voice, but young people also have some power. You've got about four and a half minutes left, Mark. <laughs> as a region, what three things does a local government area need to complete its offerings to ratepayers and residents? Yeah, for sure. And I think number one is communication. I think having open and transparent communication. I know the council have a community participation plan, uh, which is their strategic direction in making sure that the community have their voices heard in decision-making and in feedback. And I think that that's probably not... Um, as open as it should be. I think that having a plan or, or any kind of document on review at the bottom of Ray Walsh House for two weeks, it isn't the best way to engage community and it's not the best way to get feedback. I think that that plan can be re, um, re-amended to make sure that it reflects the power and, and the voice that people have. Second point, um, probably the relationship with Aboriginal people across the region. Local governments, New South Wales local government has recently signed to close the gap as a, as a, as a strategy along with a national strategy. Some of the regional council don't have any plan on how to address this. I think a partnership agreement between council and the Aboriginal community would be a step forward in providing um, that kind of strategic direction towards closing the gap um, as, as, as a strategy adopted by local government. Third thing, I think that uh, the rezoning rezoning of um, council um, managed land needs to happen to include bushland and river systems. At the moment, council uh, manage a lot of land that's owned by the Crown, and these blocks of land have management plans. Unfortunately, these plans only manage places like you know sporting fields and and some of those designated parks. The closer you move to natural environments, including you know river systems. There is no plan. Uh, at the moment, that is zoned as undeveloped land. I think we could probably take a step forward in other councils' directions and, and identify and protect and manage and care for bushland that council are responsible for, for managing. Okay. And have you experience in working with teams to achieve set outcomes such as the community strategic plan? Yeah, yeah. I've, I've grown up a, a team player, you know, grown up playing with sports, um, my whole life, I understand the, the the power of working as a collective, and I guess experience in that space. You know, I mentioned before, but the positions that I've held in, as chairperson or, or board members of different organisations across Tamworth and across the region to provide better outcomes and support for people. Um, like I said, to, to name a few, some of those is 
the state government's local decision-making. So there's a committee called ENRA, which is the Northern Region Aboriginal Alliance. Again, I sat as a, as a board member in that, which was speaking directly to state ministers, um, advocating for strategic plan and direction to provide better support, better outcomes, and more accountability back to program and service delivery that's happening within our region. Um, you know, chairperson of, you know, recently just stepped away from being the, the vice chairperson of the, the Aboriginal Education Consultancy Group, which has a huge impact in um, supporting the Department of Education in implementing the Aboriginal Education Policy. You know, so all of these things have been already elected or, or, or nominated or, or community-controlled positions where the community have said, yes, Mark, we, we, we support you, we know who you are, we know what you stand for, and we trust in you to make sure our voices are heard and that we're moving forward to the right direction. And so I guess having that, um, you know, that kind of responsibility vested in me, you know, either whether I like that or not from a younger age, has got me to the point now where I think that sitting in advisory positions and trying to advise Tenworth Council on the right direction to go um, is a step below where I can really add value, which is taking a step forward and having a seat at that decision-making table rather than having advice that may or may not be listened to. you got 10 seconds. So, Mark Sutherland, <laughs> thank you for offering to serve, um, and we really appreciate your time. No worries at all. Um, thanks, Tim. Thanks, Jared. I really do appreciate your time. This is the 2TM and 92.9 Local Government Elections Podcast, and here is our interview with Charles MP. So, um, joining us live now on the telephone, uh, good afternoon, Charles MP, Councillor Charles MP. Hi there, Tim. How are you going this afternoon? Look, sensational. Um, obviously, same five questions we've asked everyone else, same format. Time starts at the end of question one. I'll ask one, three, and five. Jared will do two and four. Jared's the official timekeeper. Uh, the only thing we'll interject for is to say, hey, Charles, you've got three minutes left or whatever. That's that's it. All good by you? Okay, all good. All right, so um, the question is, who are you and what skills do you bring to the table? Well, um, oh, my name's Charles, Charles Impey. Uh, I'm just an average member of the community. I, I work in a school. I'm a careers advisor by day. And in the last five years, I've also been uh, fortunate enough to be a councillor, local, local councillor representative by night and by weekend and occasionally during the day. But um, I like to separate the two roles because I think it's fair on both uh, the community that I give people uh, my undivided attention when I'm, um, you know, answering questions or responding to emails or whatever the case might be in my counsellor role and meeting with people. Whereas when I'm at school, I, I focus on the students uh, and uh, making sure that they're all okay as well. So I'm just an average person in the community who just wants the best for where we live, for our region, our local government area, our Tamworth Regional Council area. So that's Tamworth and the towns and villages. Of course, we can't forget about them. Uh, Manila, in fact, was um, a, a place that, and Nundal, they both are dear to my heart. Nundal, I spent a couple of weeks at school uh, as a, a Sydney cider. My mum's best friend lived in Nundal, and they sent me up to Nundal as a year two student for a couple of weeks. I went to school there, I lived there, I was a Nundal resident for those couple of weeks, and I think that rubbed off on my plans to then, as a 22 year old, move to Tamworth and build the house and become a member of this community, and that's what I did. Uh, Manila was where I moved to. Initially, when I moved up here as a 22-year-old, I got to know the area a bit more through some good friends and connections that I have in the Manila area, 
and they um, they um, they welcomed me. They gave me a, a place to live to transition in for the first couple of months after moving up here from as a city cider, and um, and then uh, everything worked well, and the rest is history, as they say. So, grew up in Sydney, moved here in 1992, and I'm just about a local. I reckon I'm not far away. Um, a bit about me, uh, what I bring to the table. I, look, I think I bring uh, a balanced experience and background. Uh, I've worked in uh, multiple industry sectors. I've worked in uh, the security sector, the retail sector, the community services sector, and uh, hospitality and catering sector. And in the last 21 years, I've worked in uh, employment, training advisory services, and career advisory services. So that gives me, I think, a, a really solid platform and background where I can be considered in my approach, where I can be balanced in my discussions and balanced in my thought processes, and um, most of all, passionate about where I live, because I, I think I've been here long enough to be a local, I think, just about. So what's that, nearly what, 30 years next year? Um, uh, I'm energetic. I have a lot of energy, actually. Probably people say I have a bit too much energy. I'm motivated. Um, I, uh, I, have an I have endurance, in other words. There are some days I work very long hours. So I work at school all day. I come home. I take a couple of phone calls if I need to. I make a couple of phone calls. I go through council emails. And then um, by about 10.30 at night, I finally think, oh, better, better eat some dinner. <laughs> So that's a standard day for me. Um, I'm approachable, I'm honest, and uh, I just love where I live. Uh, Charles, you've got about six and a half minutes left. Why are you running in this election? So I'm running in this election because I want to continue to be the reliable and honest link between people who live in our communities, live across our region, and the link between them and the organisation of council. So when someone has a query or a question or they want to know what's happening here or what's happening there or what might be planned here or whatever it is, I can provide them with the information they need. I can be the person who listens to them. I think it's really important as a counsellor to be a strong listener because quite often people have a unique perspective on things. And, and as a counsellor, you've got to understand that. You've got to listen to what they're saying so that you can then provide them with the right insight or the right advice or the right amount of information so that they're happy. Most people just want to be listened to and want the right information. Uh, I want to continue to be a strong and effective uh, representation uh, for people. I want to continue to be a community leader. I think it's a, it's a role that I really enjoy. Uh, I, I think I, um, I do it well, I think, although that's probably a matter for people to, to, uh, to determine. Uh, I'd like to be involved in the planning and the strategic sort of decision-making and, and, and the future planning and, and, and seeing our community flourish and progress and grow as it has, not only in my time over the last five years, but over the last, I think, 20-odd, 30-odd years, I think this region has gone along in leaps and bounds. Um, so, yeah, I, I think I'm a, a good person, a balanced person to help uh, ensure our communities continue to grow. All right, Jared's just told me we hit about the five-minute mark. So what is the one thing you hope to change or promote if you are elected? Oh, look, I'd like to continue to promote uh, the importance of water security. Whilst we don't own the water, we can continue to advocate for water security and the preservation of water, the, the management of water, because I think in their own funny sort of way, I think 
uh, the state government and the agencies that look after our water, they are starting to listen and they are starting to take uh, those concerns that we've had over the last few years into account. And uh, so I'd like to continue to work in that space. I think housing and mental health are two critical areas. Whilst local government isn't directly responsible for those two areas, we can certainly work in partnership with state and or federal government to ensure that we have a community, uh, a region, that, uh, that can do more to enhance the options there are in housing through our LEP and DCP, or Local Environmental Plan and Development Control Plans, to, to open up opportunities for extra housing. And in terms of mental health, um, to work, uh, as I do with young people in schools, but to use that hat to, to bring people together to enhance the opportunities we have in terms of mental health resources and facilities for young people and for people in general. Because a, a mentally healthy and stable community is a community that will typically see less crime, but also uh, grow and flourish and prosper. Uh, as a region, what three things does the local government area need to complete its offerings to ratepayers and residents? You've got about three minutes left. Yeah, this is a tough question. Look, I think growth, we want to keep growing. Uh, we, we've seen other cases uh, in and out surrounding area where growth hasn't been as easy to come by. Uh, we want to continue that. And, and it is easy to come by, but if business and industry, if, if um, uh, government agencies, state and federal, if council, uh, if uh, volunteerism is high, and basically the community works together, growth uh, through all those elements and all those ingredients can be very possible. And we'd like to see that continue. I'd like to see further opportunities in employment, and that comes from growth and business and industry diversity. Um, I mean, in my daytime time job, I've actually got more jobs on my system than I had year 12 students to fill them at the moment. So things are looking really good uh, in that space. Um, and, uh, yeah, so uh, diversity in business and industry, and that includes growth in government service provision uh, because at the end of the day, um, we want to continue to grow that space rather than see it neglected. All right, and uh, the last question on the set questions you've seen. Have you experience in working with teams to achieve set outcomes such as the community strategic plan? Well, my role as a councillor is, is central to that. Um, there are nine councillors and the councillors together with the senior management team and the staff of council, we all work together as a larger team to then uh, clearly state what types of messaging we want out there in the community so that then the community can, in, can uh, provide feedback on how our strategic plan can be developed and how it alters or changes um, to match and marry the needs of the community in relation to what um, we're able to provide um, with the resources we have at hand. So as, as we all know, a strategic plan or community strategic plan has a number of um, levers, a number of ingredients. So our role as councillors is, is, is to listen to the community and help bring all those things together. Um, one of the examples that comes to mind is the active transport strategy. Now, I've been fortunate enough to have been on the Tamworth uh, Bicycle Users Group, or TAMBUG for short, where we've worked together with community and in my role as a councillor to stream the right information through to the um, hierarchy of the council as the organisation to then advise what is needed to ensure that public money is being spent wisely. State government grants can come in and they have as a result of robust, good uh, planning and strategy. And we've seen as a result of that, 
more and more shared cycleways and footpaths being constructed around our region. I think everybody's noticed that. So that's probably a, a single example of where I've uh, been uh, uh, integral in my role as a listener, as a communicator, and as a councillor listening to the needs of the community to then reflect those needs through to the management of council. Ten seconds left. Yeah. Um, the Victoria Park Master Plan is another one, but we can talk about that another time. Excellent. There we go. Bang on ten. <laughs> Thank you. Right. Thank you, Councillor Charles Impey. Good luck. Thank you. That concludes the final episode of the 2TM and 92.9 Local Government Elections podcast. You'll find episode one and two on our website, 2TM.com.au and FM929.com.au, where you can hear our interviews with all previous 10 candidates that are running in this local government election. (laughs) 